What's up, my lovely people? Today, we're going to be talking about being thoughtful. What does that mean? And the power of mental models. I really hope you like it, and don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. It really helps me out. And with that being said, enjoy the show. are not special. What's going on, you guys? I hope you are all doing well. That sounded a bit like a YouTube vlogger intro, but I'm kind of digging it. Um, the last few days have definitely been grind time in terms of school since the end of the quarter is coming up, so I'm glad I just get to sit down and talk to you guys and have an honest conversation about thoughtfulness. The thing is, being thoughtful is hard. It's really hard. It's hard to consider every perspective and work your way through situations that seem impossible. It's hard to take yourself out of situations and apply different mentalities to them. It's hard. Trust me, I know. Especially as a teenager, we're constantly trying to figure out how our lives play into everything that we're doing and like how we can navigate through this world as best we can. And I first want to preface this by saying it's okay to not know your place in the world. This is the time to explore and figure it out, and I don't know what I'm doing a lot of the time. I just know that the things that I'm going to do right now are bringing me joy and will bring me joy in the future, and that is one of the key things that I feel like I've been very mindful of in this, uh, in the last few months. So, I urge you to look deep inside yourself and figure out what should you be thoughtful about. What should you be thinking more about? What have you neglected in the past that are really important for you to hold on to and just run with it? So I wanted to start off this podcast with a little introduction to this guy named Charlie Munger. If you don't know who he is, shame on you. Just kidding. (laughs) He's actually a super influential billionaire investor. He's the vice chairman of Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway. I can never pronounce that and business partners with Warren Buffett, who is the fourth wealthiest person in the world. Um, He's frequently given talks on his philosophy of thoughtfulness, the thought process that made him rich in the first place. So by taking a deep dive into his talks and listening to his creative ingenuity, I feel like I've learned a little bit more about how we should go about approaching problems in this world. Charlie says to always keep learning. By learning from friends and those who challenge you, you'll be better off in the long run. Deserve what you want. You deserve trust, but you have to deliver the same things to the people that you value value most. It kind of goes back to the whole thing that they taught you when you were younger where it's like, treat people the way you want to be treated. If you want people to give you their trust and be honest with you and just be good friends in general, you will attract those people by being the very thing that you look for in other people. You know, it's... It's taken me a long time to truly narrow that down to the few people in my life that I actually really enjoy uh, being around and being friends with because for a while, I just constantly expected everyone to be nice to me regardless of what I did because I did a few nice things and uh, that everyone else should be nice to me. 
And I, I realized that that's not how life works, but in the past, I, I really thought that, you know, people had my best intentions at heart. <laughs> but, but really, I mean, I don't matter in the grand scheme of things. So, truly, that's like one of the biggest things I can say is deserve what you want. You are the product of your environment. And you're going to attract the people that emit the same energy as you put out into the world. He says, know the edge of your own competency. You'd rather deal with a guy who's smarter but thinks he's less smart rather than the direct opposite. And that is so true. By knowing your circle of competency, your kind of like limits, but also being aware of what you can do and what you're capable of, that is one of the biggest deal breakers when you are just almost like conceited or self-absorbed in your own successes, you know? I mean, it, it is very true. You'd rather deal with someone that's too humble rather than too, than too self-absorbed. Munger also says to be a survivor. Victimizing is a counterproductive way to be a human being. We never get things done by blaming other people or playing the victim card and just getting out of every situation that we fail in. We have to learn how to do how to adapt, you know? And if we don't learn how to adapt, then we're not really evolving from our baseline knowledge, our baseline, I guess, life. It, it's a it's a pretty interesting scenario when there's a lot of people that have been working on a project and then something goes wrong and it's interesting to see who the people are that blame others for mistakes that may have been completely out of their control. If you watch any kind of office environment or business environment, there will always be those people. And there will be people that will get back there will be people that get by in life by simply blaming others and just gradually shifting their way up through the hierarchy, up through the top by doing these things. But it is so contrary to how you should be treating other people that you need to like practice the right approach. You need to push into your natural drift and go with the big ideas instead of just pushing them to the side and waiting for someone else to take it. Because then there's two things that can happen. It's either someone else takes that big idea runs with it and it fails and and now you have someone else to blame or they take it they run with it and they succeed and you're left in the dust so there's no real winner in any scenario because either way the world is left without something that could benefit the greater public understand what you're doing you have an intrinsic advantage everyone does to practice your craft especially as a teenager. You do not have to worry about taxes or where you're going to live or having a roof over your head or food on the table. I mean, I guess it depends on every situation, but there's a lot that you can do right now that you're not going to be able to do when you're in college or you're not going to be able to do when you have a job. You have a lot more freedom now in most scenarios than a great majority of the population does especially if you're in a modern society, especially if you're somewhere where you don't have to worry about, uh, like, 
for example, like terrorism. That's a pretty extreme example, but you know what I mean. So understand that you have an advantage right now. And by taking advantage of that advantage, you are taking an opportunity to better yourself and better the world. Invest in trust. Practice trustworthiness to boost your efficiency. That's basically the doctrine of economics. You have to be able to trust people and trust people not only with your being and your ideas, but just trust them with your practices. Trust them with how you uh, converse, you know. It's going to be a lot simpler for you to just make friendships and make, I mean, meaningful business partners if you are practicing that trustworthiness. Know all of the big ideas. A man who doesn't know what happened before he was born goes through life like a child. We need to be educated on the past. Even though I feel like I always say that the past doesn't define you, there are things that happen to us or happen in the world that we have to have knowledge on before we can make the next step, before we can actually come into our own, I guess. And, I mean, it varies from person to person. I'm not going to tell you. You have to know these things in history and you have to know what's going on in the stock market and you have to know da 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 it, that, in the grand scheme of things, the specifics don't matter, but it matters what it is to you. So, you have to figure out what are the big ideas that you're trying to tackle in the world and educate yourself on it. Again, you have a lot more time right now. Um, you have less responsibilities as a child, as a teenager. And really, if you have a lot of background knowledge on multiple different things that you're going to go into, you're going to be way better off than someone who just says, oh, I'm going to wait till college to get that education. Because honestly, we have everything at our fingertips and we can just search up anything and find millions and millions of websites and databases on everything under the sun. Swim as competently as you can. Sometimes things work out and sometimes they don't, but don't give in to the illusion. Honestly, it all goes back to that circle of competence. You need to make sure that you know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and know that through all of the random happenings in life, things will go wrong, things won't, but it's all for some kind of reason. It's all going to happen. In retrospect, you're going to look back on it and it's not going to make that big, that much of a difference in the long run. So, by acknowledging that you know what you're good at and you know what you're working on and things are going to work out, but even if they don't, it's not going to be that big of a deal, that is so important in the line of stoicism, in the line of business, in the line of just anything that you want to work at. Being able to not submerge yourself into self-pity is going to be just monumental in terms of mindset, in terms of your well-being and mental health and everything like that. Charlie Munger also has a few tendencies that people kind of gravitate towards in situations uh, throughout life, and a few of them stuck out to me when I was reading this article 
the first one is liking and loving tendencies. We're all going to go to great lengths to get the people we love to stay with us or keep liking us. We see it all the time in high school um, where there are certain popular groups and people will try and manipulate their, uh, I guess, sense of status, sense of pride to get into these groups or maybe just fit in with the greater whole of the high school. And I know I've definitely done that. We all distort facts. We cheat and we lie and we ignore faults in other people and even just simply comply with this foolishness that they emit into the world. But by remembering to be aware of how liking or loving distorts your logic when building relationships with others, you can do whatever you can to start off as an in-group partial. So by being yourself basically is the, uh, I guess, takeaway from that. Um, it's going to be a lot easier for you to stick with your guns. And honestly, when you are authentically you, and don't get me wrong, we don't all know who we are right now, and we may never completely have the biggest, like, picture in our mind of who we are, because that always, it's developing. But in a way, if we are authentically who we are meant to be, it's going to be a lot easier to build relationships with others and to, I guess, cast cast off all of the distorted messes of high school. Another tendency he was talking about was inconsistency and avoidance. My procrastinators, you know who you are. We very rarely do things that don't align with our identity or habits or beliefs. Bad habits can even include biased thinking patterns, which could lead to cognitive errors and limiting decisions. Realize that every action you take is either good or bad, and you have the ability to choose which is which. By being cognizant of the beliefs you take on and finding ways to challenge those beliefs, you are just one step closer to, like, to full consistency. Again, it kind of goes back to the fact that things are going to happen no matter what, uh, and you got to take the stoic route of just making sure that you know what you're doing, and what you're doing is good for you, and it's good for the people around you, and it's going to benefit you in the long run. Now we come to stress and influence tendencies. Now, some stress is good, like stress on your muscles when you're trying to lift weights or just tone up a bit or some stress is good, um, I mean, in terms of assignments and things, when there's a due date, there is a little bit of stress there to get things done and get things moving. But too much causes us to destroy our decision-making capabilities. That's why procrastinating is so harmful to our mental state. In order to make the best decisions possible, we need to be able to listen to our bodies and take a step back when we feel too overwhelmed, something I'm definitely still working on, Charlie suggests to meditate and take a rest, nap, sleep whenever you can because your brain needs it and you can't skimp out on sleep and expect it to not hit you on one day or expect you to fully have as much energy as you can all throughout the week. Honestly, this is one of the biggest things in terms of me because uh, I am someone who overworks myself, I'm pretty prone to burnout, and... I really like moving my body and I like feeding it really healthy foods, but it comes, there, there comes a point in every 
journey where I'm doing too much exercise and I don't realize it because I like it, but I need to be able to realize that too much stress is not good. Too much stress is going to make me feel just sluggish and weak and not benefit me in the long run. So there is a lot of good that comes out of taking a rest once in a while. Don't get me wrong, working very hard is something that I am one of the major proponents of. I love just that feeling when you get something done and you've worked so hard on it and it's just amazing, but we all need a break. Mental models are more explanations of things in your mind that help you interpret your surroundings or problems. So when a certain worldview dominates your thinking, you'll try to explain it your way through every problem without getting to the very root, which is the belief itself. All perspectives hold some truth, but none of them contain the complete truth. We have to realize that. You have to develop something called liquid knowledge. So let your mind flow from one topic to the next and never conform yourself to one perspective, to one lens, because that's when it becomes dangerous. That's when we don't fully realize what anyone else is talking about. We have tunnel vision and problems don't get solved by doing that. Big problems in the world are completely, you know, they're never one-sided. I'd like to introduce uh, Mike Maples, who's a venture capitalist who is known for taking risks. And he says, you want to gain value. You have to think about growth rather than just drawing in an audience. We all know the classic viral hits that we like an artist has one hit song and then disappears off the face of the earth. We tell ourselves lies, but we need to face reality. Startups aren't impossible. The founders know what lies between success and the present day and tackle them early and strategically. 10 out of every 10,000 new companies every year control 95% of all profit. By having confidence in your work and your price, you begin to acknowledge better ways to decide things. And mental models help with that. They're frameworks to maximize the amount of work done for a particular outcome. We improve over time, and by the time you're successful, nothing else is going to matter. Nothing else that happened, none of the problems, nothing like that is going to matter in the grand scheme of things. There's always a pattern to success. The beginning, middle, and end. There's a problem, there's tension, and then it is a an ever-changing solution. And I'm not going to lie to you, customers are going to have an ego. Customers will lie to your face, but the facts don't lie. You always have to ask, how efficiently can I complete this task? What's the output versus the input? Is this even worth me tackling? Is this going to make a big enough impact. So a mental model is wrapping reality around mathematics, not the other way around. What are the variables? What makes it messy or beautiful? Is the data sorted? Is the information free roaming? What's in your toolbox? No matter how many nails you have, you won't get anywhere without a hammer. You know what I mean? By building that robustness, you have to be able to, I guess, think and have that thoughtful skill to know that things won't always add up and we need to select the things worth complaining about. Unless you've acquired useful tools, you won't make a contribution to the world and cross them together. 
have an understanding of the basics and then strive for more. Logic explains structure, but the question really is, should we care about these problems? Coordinate with the people you interact with. Look at different disciplines, different perspectives, different literature, and engage with that material. We are becoming more and more enlightened every single day. And by being thoughtful and practicing being thoughtful, it's just, it's so valuable. Compromising is so valuable. And if an external brain is working for you, you're going to need to be multidisciplinary, multiple perspectives. Be aware of the flaws and be thoughtful of possible changes. Seek out new mentors and give talks and find new valuable ways to live life where you don't feel overwhelmed and you can filter step by step how this big picture looks in in the whole of the universe. Implement creativity with value. You will make mistakes, you will learn, and you will make mistakes again. And that's all just a major part of life. Went on a little bit of a tangent there, but I need to keep doing what I'm doing, regardless of what my family tells me. It's been a pretty, uh, I guess, stressful time right now, and I know that everyone is kind of just on edge, and it's not the best, uh, I guess, environment in the house, but don't get me wrong. I'm fine with educating people, but it's when people start attacking other people, and it's just, it's it's very uncool <laughs> at the moment. But you don't have to change everyone around you to be able to grow. I'm going to continue to try and have perspective in the face of challenges and arguments and whatnot, and I want to be able to speak to as many people as possible and just be myself. Last night, I was at this hangout, and I feel like I could pretty much be authentically me, and loved the feeling of having almost this sanctuary where I had no filter, I had no worry of judgment, nothing. I could say what was on my mind and be funny but also be serious and be vulnerable and just spend time with these people that I knew would welcome me into their home and welcome me into their arms no matter what. And it was honestly just so refreshing and I can't wait to go back next week but I hope that everyone can find a place like that, whether it be with other people or whether it just be by yourself in your room or on a walk or just having that quiet place where you can just think. Being thoughtful is something I've had to definitely work on over the years and I think that there was a period of self-hatred that led me to thinking that I deserved more than I was getting, which was honestly the exact opposite. And Charlie Munger talks about knowing your strengths and building off of your previous knowledge and I need to keep that in mind especially during extremely busy times like these. The thing is I love myself. I truly do. I love my body and what it allows me to do and even though I want to lose a little bit of weight it's more for my confidence and also my strength. I want to be able to do more intricate yoga poses without having to carry extra weight, and I want to be able to jump higher and be more flexible, and I truly think that I'm going to get there. I have more important things like college prep and my overall, uh, I guess, internet presence to work worry about, and the results will come if I keep doing what I know is right. 
So by not letting people sway what I'm doing and by realizing that this is going to be good, this is good for me and I know what I'm doing, that is the biggest challenge that I've ever had to face and it'll be okay. So to everyone who is facing challenges in their home right now or maybe it's just all up there, it's all mental, seriously consider just sitting down and figuring out what have you been thoughtful for today? I leave that question to you. What have you been thinking about today that is beneficial to you? What have you thought about today that you're grateful for? What's happened today that's made you sad? What's happened that's made you happy and why? And when we start to peer into ourselves a little bit, focus on our breath, focus on our mind and our headspace, everything sort of clicks together. And I really hope that it happens for you as much as it has been happening for me. With that being said, new episodes are coming every Thursday. Uh, This is my 11th podcast and I'm going to keep going on it. Um, I'm thinking about maybe expanding where I put the podcast, like maybe YouTube or maybe have an Instagram for it or LinkedIn or something like that. So if you guys have any suggestions on any art or any people I should bring on, just feel free to leave them wherever you want to leave them. Any comments, questions, concerns, critiques, all happily welcomed. And with that being said, you are not special, but you can be revolutionary if you put your mind to it. See ya!